Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 31. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're talking about Grangeezy. We're not hip-hop. Hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for another adventure. How you doing, man? It's good. What's going down? A whole ton. We've got another super exciting episode in our arc of opposition as we continue on. (laughs) It was snowing outside like mad like 37 seconds ago. Now it stopped. Yeah, I didn't even notice that it stopped. That is excellent. It it wouldn't be um, pre-Halloween in Saskatchewan without snow. Correct. That's terrible. I can remember maybe two Halloweens in my life with no snow. Like no snow leading up to it. Maybe two. That's the second time today I've thought in my head, I live in the wrong part of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Between wind and snow, it's the worst place. Oh, it was so windy, and then it was so snowy. Now it, it's just windy again. It's it's just so windy now, yeah. Anyways, anyways yeah, anyways, episode yeah. episode three in Arc of Opposition. Yes. Granddaddy, Grandeezy. I just said we weren't hip-hop, Ryan. <laughs> I just said that. We're talking about Grenzo, Dungeon Warden, but before we do... Meh. Uh, meh. Social media coordinates. Right, social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on the Twitter machine and on tappedout.net. That's where you can see this deck list, any deck list we talk about in the future or have talked about in the past. We're Commander Cookout on the Gmail, on the Google Play, on the iTunes, on the YouTube, and on Podomatic, where we have cracked the level of third best podcast, second only to a... Dungeons and Dragons podcast and those damn scrapbooking ladies. Dang. So we appreciate all the support, but we need more. Yes. More. And just just uh to clarify, we cracked number three for like one day. One day is better than never, Ryan. Uh agreed. So yes. we could say all time best, number three. Exactly. Make it happen, CCO Nation. We need your help. Oh, big shout out to the Commander's Brew guys. We actually inspired them through the magic of radio and podcasting, to do an alternative Atraxa list. Neat. Ooh, they did Atraxa charge counters. Atraxa charge counters. Yep. It's, it's, it's pretty good. And they gave us a shout-out, and I think that's how uh, that helped contribute to us getting so far up the rankings in the uh, Potomatic world. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So, yeah, big shout-out to them. It goes a long way. When, because, I mean, they got an established podcast, like 118 or 19 episodes at this point. Wow. People know who they are. Yeah. And soon they will know who we are. I hope so. Me too. Yeah. Anyways, um, what else do we got to say here? I got uh, got some notes. Uh, shout out to the Baby Well-Wishers. That was, uh, that's nice to hear. What's Everybody, a baby well-wisher? Uh, people that just well-wish you. Because you had a baby. Okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. It's not an elf card. No, it is. But I, <laughs> bad magic joke. That's <laughs> what we're here for. And then I guess uh, just your regular shout out to the new Twitter followers and other people who have sent us uh, either ideas for the Patreon we asked about or uh, uh, we had Chris send us, uh, listener Chris send us uh, offerings for help to uh, either you know start a website or start a, um, what do we call it last week? Spice calculator online. Yeah, that would be sweet. Yep. That would be sweet. He's really busy, so he said give him lots of notice. But we've got some other stuff kind of in the tank before we um, move to that step of the show anyways. I think it's still cool that people are like offering to help us out with stuff. I think it's cool that people listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so used to being like, hey, can you help me with this? And somebody says, fuck you, Brando. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah, where do you think sweet. we got it from when we F everybody else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heck. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, any new brews in your world? Yes, actually. Like I am, real life brews, not for the show? Yeah, real life brews, not for oh. the show. I'm actually thinking, I'm going to use, uh, who is he, Ramos? That yes. dragon? Oh, I thought Smitty was building him. Once you hear what I'm doing with him, F Smitty. Yeah. I'm going to go five color, nothing but enchantments. Oh, that's the nothing but enchantments commander. Yes. It's Ramos. Is it? Uh, that's what you just said. It is now. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, wait, is that a thing? Because I no. can't be. I'm making that up in my head, in my <laughs> yeah. head. And the impetus for this, I was going through my binder the other day, and I have a foil set of those Honden shrines from Kamigawa. The shrines. Yes. You were telling me about that. I said, okay, wait a second. Foil, shitty, jank rares from Kamigawa block? That sounds like a CCO episode. Yes, it does. <laughs> so once we get the deck together, we'll talk about it. Yeah, maybe we can even use it in the arc of opposition. I don't know if five color has like a an opposite. Yeah, I don't know if it does either. It kind five of color does could kind of be anything. And we did a five color. Oh, episode three. Shout out to us. Yeah. Uh, 62 land of Togatog. That was a good one. Yeah, it was like legacy lands. Earlier episode, maybe not as, uh, not as upbeat as our ones now, but go and take a listen. Yeah. Never hurts. And... Um, for me, CCO, or I mean C-17 Dragon Precon. Yeah. I've been getting my ass kicked. Why don't you stomp me into the ground, you jerk? The deck is so good. I, I did the tweaks. I did the tweaks. I'm thinking about putting it up on the tapped out page to see um, how many changes I made to it. Like I maybe changed like 15 cards, or 18 cards, and maybe like 12 or 15 of them are just land. So the land base is, I think, pretty good. I mean, the land base isn't a piece of shit. That deck kind of hums a little better, doesn't it? Yeah, well, really, I'd only put, like, a couple fetch lands in it, and I think, like, a couple shock lands, and then, like, a city of brass or a couple things that tap for, like, five colors. And it works really good. I put in, like, Urza's Incubator and Helm of Awakening makes everybody's stuff cost less. And it just pumps out dragons so hard. And I guess motto of the show, if you're first, you're last, because every time I pull out so far ahead, I get stomped into the ground by like five dudes. That's how it usually goes. We talk about that on the show all the time. You'd think that we, of all people, would realize that that's a thing we should try to avoid doing. Hmm. Table politics, Ryan. Table politics. Yeah, and there's there's two ways. This is F you, Joel, for suggesting this, but you are right. There's two ways. You either dial it back. Maybe it's like a, a 90% deck right now. You dial it back to 80 or 70 or backwards far enough until people stop wanting to stomp it into the ground. Or you take it all the way to 110% and just make it just nigh unbeatable. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two options I have. So. Yeah, that's the truth, actually. Yeah. Joel is right. I hate it when Joel is right. I know. We should have him on the show sometime. Since we talk about him so often, we should have him on the show. We should call him up. Say, F you, Joel. Hang up on him. Yes, just call him and then hang up on him. Okay, last thing before we get into Grenzo here. I had a I had a, a unique and funny thing that happened to me that was like a flash from the past. Ooh, do tell. Uh, and I know that you'll like it because you're a wrestling fan. Yes, I am. Like professional wrestling. Yeah. You're probably the biggest wrestling fan that I know. Me. Yep. So w- when I was little, I'm talking like 20-some years ago, me and my buddy, it was mine, but... He, my buddy Andrew, you know Andrew, yep. would come over to my house all the time. We'd have sleepovers. We'd like live at each other's house for like four or five days at a time. <laughs> yeah. So he'd come over and I had this like full length body pillow that was a WCW like logo and like just headshots of five famous wrestlers on one side. And on the other side was a full length, like the, as tall as the pillow, like picture 
of Sting, the wrestler. Like Crow Sting or Surfer Sting? Uh, Crow Sting oh, with dang. the white face paint. Yeah. So Sting, if you don't WCW Sting, if you don't know who I'm talking about, but you probably do because I think he's been wrestling. He's been around for a million years. Yeah, exactly. So Sting has never left the family. <laughs> it just moved <laughs> to the lake, up to the cabin. And now my brother has it like on his bunk beds at the lake. Nice. Right? So it's it's always been there. And my buddy Andrew, when he was staying at my parents' cabin last summer, slept with Sting all the time. He's like, oh, man, I miss this pillow so much. Right? Couple couple days ago, Andrew and his wife, now building the house like south of the city, he stopped over and said, hey, I got something for you. This is 20 years later. He whips out out of the trunk of his car. The matching Goldberg pillow. <laughs> <laughs> exact same WCW logo on one side with like the headshots of like Sting, Goldberg, uh, DDP. Who else was on there? Yeah. Macho Man. And Hogan? Probably Hogan. Would Hogan be on there? I think Hogan was on there. Yeah, Hogan probably be on it's there. It's like, yeah, WCW slash NWO like back in the late, 2000, or late 90s when that was yeah. a thing, right? Yeah. Or around 2000. Yeah. So the kicker is, he's like, don't tell Rebecca where I got it. And I say, what do you mean? He goes, well, Casey's, his wife, Casey's brother was going over to this guy's house to clean it out because he died. (laughs) (laughs) I got the pillow from a dead guy. (laughs) What? Oh, man. So Um, He wasn't using it. Yeah, no. Now, the baby, I thought of this because I was talking... To the baby this morning about wrestling. It's like twenty day old baby talking about wrestling. <laughs> of course, I was like, Uncle Brando's got to show you some moves on Sting and Goldberg because <laughs> now I have two. Ooh. Now we can tag team. Absolutely. Yeah, and these pillows are like five feet tall. They're huge. Well, you're taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh, the funny pillow from a dead guy story. And I now like Rebecca it. knows. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that kind of blows the secret out of there. I it? think that she knew already. How would she know? I think Andrew told her. Oh. I think he wanted to tell her because it's funny because he didn't want me to tell her. It is pretty funny, actually. So. Like, I'm looking forward to telling people that story. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So what are we talking about actually today? Grenzo Dungeon Warden. What is a Grenzo Dungeon Warden? We are going to give him a read. Pull him up. G Daddy. It sounds hip hop to me, Ryan. <laughs> he kind of not hip hop looking. All right. Grenzo Dungeon Warden is a 224 red Black X? Yep. Okay, all right, Red Black X. He's a goblin rogue. He's a legendary creature. Grenzo Dungeon Warden enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. And then you can tap two to put the bottom card of your library into your graveyard. If it's a creature card with power less than or equal to Grenzo's power, put it onto the battlefield. Yeah. Ooh. And super important that he already just by default has two power. She could go black, red, X equals zero, and get a bunch of what is included in the deck. And this wouldn't be Arc of Opposition if we weren't going against the typical mold of a Rakdos deck. So when I think Rakdos, I think sometimes low-to-the-ground aggro. Talk about, like, Black Red Goblins. I think about big, huge, stompy aggro, similar to the deck last week with angels, except with, like, demons and big things a la dragons. And dragons. Yeah, Rakdos, Lord of Riots, right. where you're getting a discount on those big fatties. <clears throat> Today's Rakdos list, or red-black list, is combo list. Huh. And you know me. I like combo. 
Now I was looking at this deck list. I'm like, what the what the hell are we even going to do with this? <laughs> yeah. So I just wait until Ryan yeah. comes and he explains it to me. And you know what? The only caveat to the list that I wanted to include this deck along with our Damia list from a few weeks ago, they kind of look similar because I'm utilizing a couple of the same black wind conditions. No, uh, no uh, Machaeus, the Unhallowed, but right. this guy, this list does have like a Blood Artist and a Zulaport Cutthroat. Just because yep. we're bouncing things in and out of the graveyard. That's kind of Black's thing, right? Sometimes you got to just abuse that mechanic. Yeah, we don't, do that. we don't want anybody to think that our decks are uh, all the same or homogenous or too redundant, but we've kind of locked onto a couple good win conditions a la, well, like I said, Blood Artist or even Perforos in the deck too. Right. I know that you like Perforos. Yes, I do. They're kind of coming, becoming CCO staples. Yes. Well, they're staples anyway. Uh, yeah, Perforos. Expensive. When we talk about him in the budget section, man, he's like lots of money again. And with some of the stuff that we've been doing, um, especially when you're running opposition, you're going contra to what a color combination is supposed to do. There's really only so many ways that you're going to be able to do that Yeah. very other that thing. Pointed right? thing. Yeah, the, the yeah. color isn't supposed to do that or isn't designed to do that. Yeah, like typically red black isn't a combo deck much like how azorius isn't typically a big stompy aggro deck yeah the, usually they're reversed the big stompy aggro deck is like i said the 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 red black deck and then the combo um, i can think of a hundred different combos that can go in an azorius color deck yeah. <sighs> i'm better than you i'm a control player <sighs> and i win with combos only <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have creatures with power. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that would be an interesting deck. We should build that too. Either no creatures or creatures with zero power only. Yep. No anthems. I already am thinking of things. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. Um, let's get into the recipe a little bit because I like this one. Uh, am I on the right one? Crank. Uh, no, not Cranko. Grenzo. Jeez. Grenzo, Cranko. You think they're from the same family? They're both goblins. They probably know each other, homies. Uh, one is from Mirden, one is from wherever... Um, conspiracy what's, happened? Conspiracy happened, that Italian-looking Renaissance plane. They probably don't know each Mercati other. Mercadian masks? Nope. That was kind of Italian-looking, in a way. Maybe that's just me, Oh, yeah, though. same guy who's going to send us the moat, Italian moat clip? Let us know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 42 creatures in the list. That is lots. There's 43 um, on my list. If you include Grenzo. Right. I, say, I should say Grenzo and 42 creatures is oh. what I should say. Indeed. And um, I guess the other thing about the list, too, is you would have to take a look at this list and kind of boil it down to what suits your meta the best. We're going to talk about that later, but for now, there's 42 creatures. And a lot of them have, or I guess some of them have, the ability that lets you pay some amount of mana and put a creature from your graveyard onto the bottom of your library. You're talking about Epitaph Goblin. Goblin? Golem. Epitaph Golem. Yep. That's a lot better. He's a 3-5 five for 5, tap 2, put target creature card from... Or power target card! Sorry, card from your graveyard onto the bottom of your library. Ooh. Seems pretty good. Why would we want to do that in a Grenzo deck? And the other one is a Junk Trawler. He is a 0-6 for 4 with Defender, tap, put target card in a, gra in your, in a graveyard on the bottom of its owner's library. Yes. So you can tuck somebody's uh, regenerate targets too. Oh yeah. If you really wanted to. Yeah. Um regenerate targets. Um, they're not regenerate. Like um like Dance of the e Dead. Eternal witness targets. Like there you go. Recursion yeah. targets. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. word I'm looking for. Okay, yeah. I like um uh, what is it called? Epitaph Golem? 
Epitaph Gollum. I like that guy a little bit better because you don't need to tap him. You just got to dump mana into him. And when you look at other creatures, when they enter or leave the battlefield, we've got guys like Priest of Gix and Priest of Urabrask. They are both um, three-drop guys. When you cast them, they give you three mana, either three black or three red. Yes. So when they enter the battlefield, you're getting their their cost back. So they're sort of free. Yeah. And then there's a couple other guys where when they die, they give you um, some amount of mana. I'm thinking of Su Chi. That's an oldie but goodie. That's a terrible picture. That's the original picture, I think, from uh, Antiquities. Yeah, back in Antiquities, they didn't spend much time on pictures, did they? Nope. No, nope, not at all. It's like a... Anyway, we'll read Su Chi. She's a 4 4 4. When Suchi is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, add four colorless to your mana pool. Talk about efficiency in artifacts too, hey? Yeah, that's pretty good. Four, 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 four. When it dies, get an ability. Yeah, that's unheard of, especially back in antiquities. I know artifacts Dang. used to cost like eight for like a six, six or two, two. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that what was it a two, three flying indestructible, and he costs seven or eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even win the game by himself. Why would he cost eight? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that just sunk in. So I'm thinking of something like Suchi and also... You're thinking of Cathodian. He is a 3-3 three, three for 3. When he dies, add 3. Yeah, meant to put him in the list, but totally missed him. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah. And then there's one other ditty called Workhorse. And Workhorse, we'll see if we can paraphrase the text because it's from Exodus. <laughs> Workhorse is a 4-4, four, four, or he's a 0-0 zero, zero for 6. He comes into play with 4 plus 1 plus 1 counters on him. You can remove a plus 1 plus 1 counter to add a mana of any color to your mana pool. Yeah, so you could remove, or is it 1 colorless? Colorless. This card sucks, Ryan. No, it's totally good because Grenzo only needs colorless to activate. Terrible. And with something like the Workhorse or the Suchi or the Cathodian, they all... Almost the workhorse. You need something else to give you mana in addition because workhorse costs six. But let's say you have Suchi. You sacrifice the Suchi to one of the sack outlets in the deck. Okay. And you get your four mana. Right. You use two of it with, what is it? Epicac Golem? <laughs> Epicac? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you use Epitaph Golem. Epitaph Golem to get them back onto the bottom of your library. Right. That's two mana. Two mana. And then you use. The other two mana right. to Grenzel him back into play. And essentially, he's just moving from play, graveyard, bottom, play, graveyard, bottom, play, graveyard. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. And then you use oh, a couple CCO staples a la Perforos or Impact Tremors or Zulaport Cutthroat and Blood Artist. Yeah. That's kind of how Grenzo works. Gets the job done. Yeah, and there's a couple other little ditties in there that I like, um, a la sack outlets, like a sadistic sadistic hypnotist. What he said. Yeah. Give him a read. He's good. Sadistic hypnotist. He is a 2-2 for 5, two of which are hard black. He's a human minion, and you sack a dude, target player discards two cards, activate this ability only any time you can play a sorcery. So... You do it on your turn, big deal. You sack your Suchi to get four mana and make somebody ditch two cards. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Like a thousand times. Yeah. I like it. Then they're top decking. Yep. Of course, you still need something else to, to help that help you win the game doing that, but... Yeah. Whatever. What, whatever. You yeah. get the job done. I mean, when all of your opponents have zero cards in hand, like on turn four... It's pretty good. 
that's pretty good. Yeah. And you still got your mitt full, and all of your guys have uh, other enter the battlefield effects. We've got a couple guys in there that when they enter the battlefield, they bring two or three tokens with them. Things like Siege Gang Commander. Yeah. Uh, and Emrakul's uh, Hatcher, I think, is in here. Yep. And um, Pawn of Ulamog, he comes into play, and when any of your creatures die... You get a Eldrazi spawn. Yeah. So a couple things like that that just kind of let you play the mana game when things come into play or die, right? Because all of that's going to be used to either put something on the bottom or Grenzo it back into play. So Jeez. moving on, I think I think you have an idea. Instants and sorceries, one and one. What? Yeah. All right, well, what it's are a combo they? deck. We don't care about what other people are doing. We don't need to interact. We just do us. Right. Let's, let's see what we got here. Sorceries. What do we got? We got to read the bones. What is read the bones? It's a sorcery for two and a black. Scry two, draw two, lose two life. Yeah. Important thing there, scry two. If you've got that dude in your hand, um, you can put him on the bottom, and then you can Grenzo him into play. What does scry do, Ryan? Scry is, you look at the, in this case, scry two, look at the top two cards of your library. You may put them back or onto the bottom. In any order. In any order. Yes. And then you draw two. So if you scry one of those away or two of them away, you can just draw two bl blind cards or whatever number that you want to draw. And our instant of the day is a Shred Memory, which is an instant for one and a black. Remove up to four target cards in a single graveyard from the game. So good interacting with your dudes, but more importantly than that, it has Transmute for black, black, one. Yeah, and Transmute lets you search for a card that has a same converted mana cost as Shred Memory, so two. Yes. Could very easily be one of many, many, many black tutors. And that goes back to the shell kind of nature of the deck. You would spice it and tune it to include two, three, eight, twelve tutors if you wanted to go all in on the combo and be that guy. <laughs> yes. Now, if I was building this deck, this would clearly be a demonic tutor. And then I would say yep. something like, F your budget, Ryan. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's, that's how exactly that how that would go. Yep. Artifacts, 14. Now we're talking. What do we got yeah, here? Yeah, we've got another little couple little combos in there. Ooh. We have got a one blasting station. Blasting station is excellent. One of four stations. Not in the deck yet, but there's one in here. It's an artifact for three. Tap, sack, bro. Blasting station deals one damage to target player. Whenever a creature comes into play, you untap it. Yeah, so you could use that to sack your Suchi or your... Um priest or your whoever that gives you mana when it enters or dies and deal a damage to your opponent and then use that mana to perforos or not perforos to grenzo him back into play and untap your blasting station rinse and repeat nice Dun -da -da -da. so it's just another win condition instead of perforos or impact tremors or oh pandemonium Ooh, pandemonium is pandemonium is in there yep. um and then i also see a little guy called phyrexian altar Another combo staple, artifact for three, sack a creature to get a mana of any color. So all of a sudden, any of your creatures that give you the same converted mana cost when they enter or leave the battlefield, they're now giving you an extra because you're sacking it to that. Which is pretty good. And you can create infinite mana in some scenarios. Yes. And you could have an infinitely big Perforos, or god damn, <laughs> infinitely big Grenzo, and you could just Grenzo through your entire library from the bottom up <laughs> until you hit everything that you want and need to win. You just hit every, well, I guess if you hit every dude, would that not put your entire deck into your graveyard? Uh, yeah, whatever. 
Who cares about then, that? Then you win. This is combo. <laughs> yeah, I we guess. don't care about anybody else. We just do us. When are you going to learn? Um, 36 land. I think that that's maybe heavy. I think it's pretty standard, though. Uh, yeah, 36 is standard. And, of course, we, uh, we've got a couple shufflers in there. And if you wanted to F the budget, as Brando typically does, you it would burst. want more fetch lands, the red and black ones, and Terramorphic Expanse, and um, Evolving Wilds. Myriad Landscape. Yeah, like lets you one. shuffle your library so you can uh, see more cards on the bottom. Yes. Yeah, just to help kind of smooth over the combo. It's almost like... Uh, uh, it's almost like a little mini, uh, what would we call it? Like a little mini bottom of the library brainstorm when you use Grenzo? Kind of. And you can use your fetch lands to assist with that for sure. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, card draw, two. That includes Mindclaw Shaman. So that's the dude when you cast him. He's a 2-2, so he works off of Grenzo's natural power. Very good. Which is important. And when you cast him, he um, he steals a... Instant or sorcery from your opponent's hand. Kind of a gamble card draw spell, but when you get them on the cheap for two mana from Grenzo... Why not? Why not? And you could maybe cast, you know, name the big spell in opponent's hand. Yes. We talked about that before. What was the best thing that you ever got off of Mindclaw Shaman? It was like a Blatant Thievery or something, wasn't it? Yes. Blatant, blatant Thievery, steal a thing from each opponent. Pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Yep. yep. And yep. Uh, the other card draw is the uh, Read the Bones. Read the bones. We talked so, about it. We yeah. read the bones already. Yeah, we read the bones. Hey. Uh, is it enough? I don't know. If you're playing lots of tutors, if you increase the tutor count from 1 to 10, you probably don't need 10 more card draw spells. Well, you could put some dredge stuff in here, I guess, too, to kind of fill your graveyard up so that you can put the things back Ooh, on the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you could play things like a like a Dacmore Salvage in the land, in a land oh, slot. Oh, good include. Or you could play the, uh, what's the minus one, minus one? Dark Blast. Dark Blast. So then you have some weenie removal, and you can yeah. dredge that stuff back. Yeah, I guess, you know what, never mm-hmm. underestimate the weenie removal, right? I think Dark yep. Blast gets overlooked, and especially in Black Dutch, you're paying one to remove a weenie. Could be a Mana Dork. Yep. Right? In black, I mean, the graveyard's only really an extension of the hand. Correct. Probably the, I mean, black green, yeah. or in this case, black red. Yes. Yeah. Very so good. Definitely like that. I'm looking at a dude here, and I just want to talk about him. Even though we're done talking about creatures, we're going to go back, because I love this card. I love this card so much. Herald of Lashrak. Oh, that could almost be a card of the week. I love this card. He's a 2-4 with flying for... Seven. Oh, doesn't win you the game, uh, though, because he doesn't cost eight. No, if he cost eight, though, he'd be way better. So he has a cumulative upkeep of gain control of a land you don't control. What? Sounds awesome. Yeah. Herald of the Shrek gets plus one, plus one for each land you control but don't own. Even bigger. There's oh, no downside. He's so good. I love that card. Let's just call a spade a spade. There's no downside because when he's on the bottom of your library, what's his base power? Two. Two. So natural Grenzo, two mana, get your Herald of the Lushrak. He's so good. I love that guy. Targeted removal. Seven. Seven's a good amount yeah, in for red, a combo deck. In red, black, that's that's pretty good, actually. You know what? In red, black, it's probably low, but again, yeah. combo. Right. We don't and and you know what? Some of those are, of course, like Blasting Station deals damage to a creature. So it's right. a weenie removal, right? There's pandemonium, co- I guess, hits creatures. Exactly, too. yeah, yeah, like that, like that. So what you're saying is most of our targeted removal is probably like our dudes. I see you got a murderous red cap in here. Yep. He deals two when he comes, or 
equal to his power when he comes into play. Yep. You've got a Necrotal. He destroys a non-black, non-artifact creature. It can't be regenerated. So he's basically a terror. That's exactly terror. You've got Siege Gang Commander. You can sack goblins to do a couple damage to some people. So most of your stuff is kind of creature-based removal. Yeah, and we're taking advantage of, of guys like that because we... Of course, can get them back with Grenzo. We can maybe get them back with a Hell's Caretaker. That's in the deck. Yep. Hell's Caretaker, you tap them during your upkeep, you get a creature, sack a creature, get a creature back from your graveyard onto the battlefield. I also see my boy Goblin Sharpshooter in here, both good for removing creatures and winning in the game. Yeah, Goblin Sharpshooter works the same way that Blasting Station does. Yes. So when your guy dies that you sacrifice, you can untap Goblin Sharpshooter. Yeah. And he also kills every single 1-1 one, one on the table. So in in a sense, he could be in the mass removal section as well. If you're playing against maybe like a token deck. Yeah, tokens or elves or... Elves, yeah. Mana dorks in Other general. goblin decks sometimes. Yeah. yeah. They're all going to eat a bag of dicks to goblin sharpshooter. Speaking of mass removal, we've got two that I included, not including um, goblin sharpshooter in the... I'm going to call them pact effects because of grave pact. We're going to have lots of guys dying, and Grave Pact is an enchantment that whenever a creature we control dies, each opponent sacrifices a creature. I hate those. I hate oh, them. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it's younger brother, Dictate of Erebos. <laughs> same, same thing except for one more mana, and it has flash. And when you play, you go, how am I dictate? Yeah. You get the joke there, right? Yeah, I thought that this wasn't hip-hop. Right. Yeah, I apologize for that, everybody. <laughs> it's me slapping myself. Yeah. So, again, combo deck, but we can wipe the table. Just like sadis sadistic hypnotist. Sometimes people are just messing with you, and yep. you got to mess with them back. You just got to kill everything that they own. Ramp spells, one, but mana rocks and dorks, 14. Ooh. That's good for a, for a Rakdos deck. Yeah. And um, that includes all artifacts that add produce reduce mana that does include like um the priests right because right. they hit the battlefield and make mana you don't need to spend it on the combo but let's say you need black black for something or red red for something yep. you only have one red you cast your priest herbrash now you got three red correct right. we're also looking at a deck that hypothetically magical christmas land this this deck can win on what turn three yeah is it turn three you go land let's just say land Solring because that's the turn one yeah and then you go sack outlet turn two, Grenzo turn three, win. Yeah, or Grenzo turn two, sack outlet turn three. If you have five mana on turn three, yeah, you could do like your um, uh, viscera seer, which is sack a creature, scry one. You just put whatever you need right onto the bottom. There you go. Yep, it's pretty good. Yep, I like that for sure. Okay. So while it is kind of like rickety and needs some tuning. It is very fast if you're lucky. Yeah, so I think if, if we move on here, I've got my uh, my notes actually say all capitalized. Not optimized. It's actually still at 102 cards. And there's some loose includes that I'm not sure if they need to be there or not. Like there's a, uh, a Teferi's puzzle box. There's redundancy in Phyrexian altar with Ashnod's altar. That's probably a keep. But there's also more scry things like crystal ball and um, what is it? Um, the The... Double inactivated ability equipment. What's that one called? Illusionist Bracers. Yeah, like probably good to have, but is it win more? Could it be a draw spell? Could it be a could it just be cut? Could it be a tutor? It feels win more to me. Um yeah. Tefri's puzzle box, I would not say, is a loose include though, because sometimes you're gonna draw 
the card that you really need on the bottom, you're not going to have a discard outlet. You don't want to sadistic hypnotist yourself, so you just wait till the end of turn, and then... Oh, the and you know what? Teferi's Puzzle Box is going to let you essentially, if you have two creatures in your hand that you both want on the bottom to double Grenzo activate, you can put them both on the bottom yeah. and go Grenzo, Grenzo, and get two guys. It's very good. I like that. And then we've got actually in the artifact section, Cloak and Dagger. It's the equips for free on a rogue. <laughs> and Grenzel's a rogue. <laughs> yes. It works good. Yeah, what the heck? And it gives him Shroud, which is important. Protecting your general is important. Yeah. And oh. that's why I didn't include something like uh, Swiftfoot Boots, because that actually equips for free. And I mean, if you're super terrible, I guess, and you have to end up beating in with Grenzo, this, this gives him plus two power. Yeah. That could oh, be relevant. Gives him plus bad. two power, so when you activate him, it actually makes him better too. Yeah. So if you did like, uh, you could do Cloak and Dagger turn one or two off of a Soul Ring. You could do a turn yeah. one. Yeah. Grenzo turn two has got four power. or He's got four power and Shroud. Yeah, and no Soul Ring. If you did it uh, turn three Grenzo, X equals one, he's got five power. That's pretty good. You could almost you could hit, hit a Harvester any, of you Souls. Could, you could hit anything in the deck. Almost Harvester Souls, yeah. <laughs> we were going to talk about that later in the show. Yes. So that's a little insight in how to play. I mean, we talked about the combos. I think that it's the type of combo that's just fragile enough that you don't want to do it unless you know that you can take somebody out. Or everybody out. Or everybody at the same time. Or destroy somebody's life with their hand being gone with the Hypnotist or all their creatures being dead with one of the Pact effects. Yes. Because ultimately, I mean, you're using the mana mirrors, you're using junk diver, you're using a bunch of one ones and two twos, really, because that's what Grenzo has to use if you want him to be fast. Yeah, sans the combo, the deck isn't all that impressive. No, as far as dudes go, no. which is and I mean, not it, what it, Rakdos it, typically does. Yeah, no, it, it, and it plays some good dudes, like some Rakdos dudes, like Necrotal's good. It plays a Phyrexian Delver. That's a kind of a black staple, right? Yeah. And Frexian Delver in this deck, I mean, you pay the five that he costs to bring a five or four. You pay the five that he costs to bring him back from the graveyard or to play him. And then he brings something back from the graveyard, maybe something that brings tokens in. You sack all the tokens to um, Goblin Bombardment or sure. Viscera Seared like we talked about and get all the triggers that you need and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you get all the Perforos ETB effects too. Like, I mean, it, it's it's a very synergistic deck. Yes, it's one of those decks where the whole deck is part of the combo, which yeah. I really like. It's not just a bunch of little two-card combos. Yeah. Combo deck instead of like, yeah, two-card combo dot deck. Yeah. Yeah, deck so with combos. Definitely yeah. like that. So we, what, do we, what do we say? We talked about Grenzo, X equals 2+. plus. Talked about Blasting Station. Talked about uh, combo and combos <laughs> is what my <laughs> notes said with Impact Tremors and, and Goblin Sharpshooter, blah, blah, blah. Utilize the sack outlets. We talked about that. Yep, we got some good sack outlets. We talked about the lands. We talked about using them for utility. Play your utility lands, kids. Very important. What else? We got to talk about strengths and weaknesses. The weakness is how fragile this combo is. Yeah, definitely talked about yeah. that. It, and it eats shit to your typical dredge hate. If somebody in oh, EDH yeah. was to play something like a Rest in Peace or a Leyline of the Void or a Graph Digger, not Graph Digger's Cage. Uh, no, that would do it. Would Graph Digger's Cage get it? Can't play things from your library. Yes. Or Grenzo puts it into the graveyard and then onto the battlefield. And Graph Digger's Cage says you can't get things from the graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, or the, from the library shit, to the battlefield. Yep, that would yeah, still do it. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Graph Digger's Cage is a beating. So yep. I'm playing in a modern event. First modern event I've played in years. And F.U. Joel helps me build Dredge. Because I'm 
you know, despite what people might think listening to me talk, I'm actually very good at playing decks like Dredge. And a piece of crap. Yes, I'm also a piece of crap. So I'm playing this, and I'm doing pretty good. I'm like two and one going into round four, or two, oh, and one, because I went to time. That's, that's significantly better than yeah. two and one. <laughs> yes. So I go in, and I'm playing this dude, and I forget his name, and I apologize for that. And he's playing like, I think it's Affinity, but all he's playing are cards that make servos that don't fly. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what the... I'm going to roll this kid, number one. And number two, how is he playing me? I haven't lost yet. (laughs) And his deck is so bad. And you know what happens? Game one, turn one, land main deck Graph Digger's Cage. No. Against Dredge. Do you know what I did? Scoop. Scooped. (laughs) And you know why? Because you can't beat turn one Graph Digger's Cage. Pre-sideboard. You can't. You can't. You can't do it. Oh. Oh, so good. Oh. I, Main I, deck. I still can't believe it. Like, what are you doing? And it's like he put it in there so he could hose his friend's deck. Oh, no. And it just so happened it got me, too. It didn't affect anybody else in the room, Wait, just be- his buddy and me. Best dang part. Was his friend playing Dredge? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was not. Oh, that is the best part. I can't believe that happened. Friend wasn't even playing Dredge. He just tried to hose him. What a world. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's not. Anyway, that's a weakness of the deck, is it loses to a lot of your Dredge hate, because, again, it's very graveyard dependent for the combo to go, and if there's something that stops stuff from going to a graveyard, coming out of a graveyard, doing any of that automatic coming into play stuff, it's going to hurt you. You could always counteract that with, like, Leyline of, what's the black one? The Void. Leyline of the Void and Helm of Obedience combo. Just put it in your Grenzo deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Trying to beat my graveyard? Well, how about this? See? Yeah, copper. You could find that with the tutors that would make the deck better. If you don't like tutors, that's a weakness. And yes. an additional weakness is a lot of the tutors are expensive. After yes. your Diabolic Tutor and your Beseech the Queen and the new five-mana Diabolic Tutor from Amonkhet. Right. I forget what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what would go good in here for a tutor? Insidious Dreams. It's big, man. Insidious Insidious Dreams, Dreams. I think, is the black 3X or something, and then you discard X cards, search your library for X cards, and put them into your hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... I play that in the the 62 Land of Togatog we talked about earlier. Yeah, so you play that. You turf all all the creatures that you want in your yard anyway, so you can put them back on the bottom, find all the cards you need to put them on the bottom, find all your combo pieces, play them all, and win the game. Yeah, good include. Nah. Yeah. I was going to say, after your couple cheapy tutors, I mean, you've got Vampiric... Expensive, yep. demonic, expensive. Yep. Should we carry on? Cruel, grim, cruel tutor, grim tutor, imperial seal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's more black tutors. There's the one the there's a I think there's a five mana one. Search for a card and then add three to your mana pool if you have an instant or sorcery in your graveyard. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That black tutors are crap. Everywhere. I don't play that one. Yeah, you could play Junky Liliana, the first Liliana. She could oh, find yeah, it, put it on the yeah, top. That's right. So there's there's lots of ways you could find. I like that stuff. Liliana. I play her in a, in uh, in a mono black deck. And I mean, if, and if you ever get to ultimate that Liliana, it feels really good. Oh yeah, that's a good feeling. Then you don't need Grenzo anymore. Nope. 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 <laughs> okay. How about the strengths of the deck? Can be super fast. And oh nobody, yeah. And mo- much like most of the decks in this series, nobody's going to see this coming. Oh, nope. I hope. 
I yeah, well maybe if they're if they're wise to how Grenzo works. I mean, this is the Grenzo build. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. There's a couple funky includes in there that aren't the stock Grenzo items that we're going to talk about in the spice calculator, but it's the Grenzo list. Yeah. Great amount of play as far as a combo deck goes. There are a couple different ways to combo, right? That's always fun. They they do involve graveyard shenanigans, but I mean, we're playing Hell's Caretaker. That's going to add a little bit of extra oomph. There's token generators. There's actually a dude that's called Skurzdag High Priest. Brando's going to read that one because he, I forgot about that one. He's a 1-2 for 1 and a black. He has Morbid. Morbid is when a creature dies, right? If, if a creature died if this a creature turn. Died, so if a creature died this turn, tap two, uh, tap him, two untapped creatures you control, put a 5-5 five, five black demon creature token with a flying onto the battlefield. I wow. says, pardon? What? So your creatures are going to die because you got sack outlets and you want them dead. Right. To Grenzo and back. So just tap two bros and him and you get a 5-5. Five, five. You could do that every turn. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that too. Yep. And, and then you can start tapping the bros that you make with him. Yeah. Dang. And um, you know what? The other thing that gives it a surprising amount of play and not budget at all anymore is mana echoes. And there's a surprising amount of creature type redundancy. There's lots of mirrors. There's lots of goblins. Uh, goblins. There's lots of humans. There's actually even a couple minions. <laughs> right? So uh, yeah. almost everything has another creature type to match it. Um, I think maybe except for like Perforos because he's a god. Yeah, but, you know, that's how that goes. Yeah. It's a god. Yep. And then there's actually even an infect win in there a la, what's his name? Flesh Eater Imp. Yeah, Flesh Eater Imp is a 2-2 flyer for three and one black, and he's got infect and sacrifice another bro. Flesh Eater Imp gets plus one, plus one to end of turn. Yeah, he's like Nantuko Husk from, 90, from 2001. Except way better, because he flies. And he's got infect. <laughs> it's awesome. But I guess also infect, yes. Yeah, so you could just knock somebody out. Like I was saying, if you've got, uh, you know, you reanimate or get back a, uh, what's his name? We call him Gangbang Commander. What's his real name? Siege Gang Commander. Siege Gang Commander. <laughs> you get him back. He gives you three dudes and him. And if you have any other creatures, just dump them all to Flesh Eater Imp. Flesh Eater Imp. And Flesh Beater Imp. Flesh Beater Imp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just flesh beat somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. oh, man, we are so unprofessional laughing on the cast like that. Uh, whatever. Dude, We're hilarious. Do not Google flesh beater. <laughs> yeah, no, never do that. Not, no. 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 <laughs> Stay away from the Google kids. Oh, man. So, the surprising amount of play in the deck. Fairly budget. Fairly budget. Let's 200, take... 253 bucks, I think, at the time of the uh, recording. Now, we talk about budget lots on the show, and I think for my... Money. Maybe this is just because I have a collection that can support this, but I think that that's about the average price you're going to pay for a solid magic, not piece of shit EDH I th deck. I think I think 250 bucks is. And here's the thing: you're not going to pay 250 dollars. No, like you if, have some of this. If, at your if house. I wanted to build it, I think I own the whole deck because there are a bunch of cheapy cards, like two fifty, two dollars and fifty cents or less, with the exception of a few. And I have all of them. Maybe I'd need a couple of the weird lands. Like maybe you don't have a Dakmore Salvage, the Dredge Land, right? Yeah. Because it's from Future Sight or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you didn't play or draft Conspiracy, so you don't have a Grenzo. 
right? Like go out and spend the two bucks on Grenzo or whatever he is. Yeah. You're not going to pay $250. That's just what it costs. Yeah. A lot of these things, if you play in your local community, you could probably get as just includes for like have one card that somebody wants and you could turn it into a whole bunch of stuff in a deck like this because no, nobody cares about sadistic hypnotist unless they're playing an old build of Legacy Dredge because they're terrible and can't afford. Ooh. What's his name? What's her name? Elish Norn. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Because Elish Norn is a lot better than his sadistic hypnotist in Dredge. Mm-hmm. Turns out, if you're going to Dread return something. But anyway, um, yeah, that's just something I... When we, so when we say 250, that's probably where a good EDH deck lives, I would say. I think so. Yeah. And double segue, combining the, the final strength of the deck into the budget and potential cuts section, Boom. is... You could easily tune this deck into a typical Rakdos-style beat-down Big Grenzo deck. Yeah. There's your alliteration for the episode. I dig that. Yeah. And you would just put ramp in and make Grenzo a big, big, and then use big creatures and it not be a combo deck. And you could include something like, um, what did we call him? Harvester of Souls. Harvester of Souls. Yep. He's a 6-6 for 6. Fear, I think. Or Intimidate. Death Touch? Death Touch, maybe. Six sixes with Death Touch. They're my favorite thing. Yeah, and whenever a creature dies, draw a card. Very good. Non-token creature. Non-token creature, yes. yeah. But he's very good, and he would give you more dig to get to your combo pieces. And if you F the budget, you could do uh, Grim Horror Specs. Sure. Same guy, except he's like six bucks instead of 60 cents, and he's like a two, three or something. So you could put him in the actual list that yes. we're talking about today. You could also do something stupid and play something like... Uh, Actual Rakdos, Lord of Riots. Oh, yeah, you could just put him in the 99. No, you could cheat him into play with Grenzo, and then if you could sack your Grenzo, put him back in the command zone, do some damage, and then use Rakdos to bring Grenzo back as like a 14-14. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be neat, right? I use X-Spells in uh, Rakdos proper all the time. Like, uh, what's the one black, black, black X when she enters a battlefield, deal X damage, or target opponent loses X life? I don't even remember. Don't yeah. care, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Super good in Rakdos. Okay, into budget proper. We could. Now, if you're not down with 290, 250, whatever the deck is worth, you could probably cut the shock lands. Sure. Uh, or the shock land. It's like 12 bucks. Sure. I'm okay with that. What do you put in instead? Um, The Tainted Mountain. There's already a Tainted Mountain. Uh, what's that card actually called? Tainted Peak. Tainted Peak. That's right. It is already in there. You could put... That's kind of dirty. Like, just think about that. Tainted <laughs> Peak. peak. <laughs> Speaking of being super professional, there, yeah. there it is. Swamp. Yeah, you could make it a swamp. Swamp. Why not? Yeah. You could cut Lake of the Dead, 17 bucks. Gives you black, 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 though. Pretty good. Lake of the Dead's very good. Yeah, swamp. Okay, sure. Swamp. Now it's a swamp. Phyrexian Tower. Sack a creature, get black, black. 30 bucks. Ooh. That's like 8,000 Canadian dollars. Yeah. You said that last time we talked about that card, too. Yeah. Because it was like 27 bucks last time we talked about it. It's gone up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Super important to get your sack outlets, though. Especially yes, they are. ones that give you mana because you need that mana to Grenzo guys back. Yes, that is so true. So $30, it's pretty good. It's not a bad card it's at all. It's pretty yeah. good. And I mean, you, you play high market, you could play the um, uh, Phyrexia's Core. Both of those let you sack a creature to gain a life. Right. Or sack an artifact to gain a life. Sure. Yeah, those are good. Uh-huh. I like those. Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth's in there for, for fixing mostly because I don't think there's a Cabal Coffers in there. No. Just just for fixing. Yes. But it's $19 fixing. Well, it makes all of your fetch lands into swamps and all of your swamps into swamps, swampity swamps on swamp. Very good. Could just be a swamp, though. 
It could just be a swamp. I'm just saying. There's yeah. like 50 bucks right there. Don't have to pay. We're cool with that. Um, Perforos, 17 bucks. He just he fluctuates lots. I got yeah. all mine. I got my foil ones for 17 bucks each. Wow. That's yeah. a good deal. Yeah, I made it like a bandit. And I was thinking, oh, do I want to pay this much like, at the time? And then, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's they're for, like 35 yeah, now or It's so for Cranko and Noran and whatever other deck I played Perforos in, but damn. Perforos could maybe be Vicious Shadows. Yeah, we talked about Vicious Shadows a couple of shows ago. That's yeah. the one where dude comes into play, or dude dies, and then you sudden impact somebody. Yeah, um, they take damage equal to the cards in their hand. Yes, it's a super good card, but it costs seven. It costs seven, doesn't win you the game. But in actual money, it costs like five Canadian dollars, or like 35 American cents. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep, so that could be a Budget cool, include. Yeah, yeah. budget include instead of your peripherals. Um, that Herald of the Lashrak we talked about too, 450 What? It's like 65 Canadian. That's crazy. That literally could and probably should be a Harvester of Souls. No. 37 cents. No. No. <laughs> no nudes. Just yeah. kidding, nudes. No, no nudes. And you could probably use Jar of Eyeballs. Instead of crystal ball, jar of eyeballs is a fun card. Yeah, because jar of eyeballs, right? It's, yeah, it's just, called jar of eyeballs. It's just awesome. It's super good. Fast lands. We talked about those. Yep. Those are the ones that you can fetch with, if you wanted to f the budget and include more fetch lands. Right. Diamond Valley, which Ooh. is sacrifice a creature, gain life equal to its toughness. From Arabian Nights, it's like a million dollars. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, or you, you could get that. that boat, but I don't know if we have the. Do we have the power worth of dudes to make the boat worth it? What's the boat? The Ixalan boat. It's a like it's a. I think it's a. Th- <laughs> You're right. I know exactly it's, which one it is. It's a three ten vehicle or something, and when it does damage to a player, you flip it over and it turns into a. Or is that the? Is it a different? That's the black one. That's the black legendary enchantment that you that is greed on one side, and is Diamond Valley on the other side. Oh, I'm thinking we could of the wrong use one. that. I mean, it's it's greed. You're still drawing cards. I like it. Yeah. And then you flip it over into Diamond Valley so you can still use the other side. I like that. That could be a good uh, new fangled Ixalan include. Yeah, some of those Ixalan flip cards are amazing. I like them. And by some, I bo- mean all. Both really. sides are useful. Yes. And that black one's the worst one. By far. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. The red one's pretty bad, too. Uh, the but cannons. the red one like deals damage, doesn't it? It's, it's good. a pittance worth of damage. This is EDH, not Well, we're playing, we're playing Impact Tremors. Right? I mean, that's a pittance worth of damage. I don't even know what kind of unit that is, but it sounds small. But it's free. <laughs> True. Impact Tremors is free damage. True. On turn, starting turn two, that's yeah. for sure. So speaking of pittances and how things aren't pittances, shall we move on to the card, card of the of week? week? Flesh Beater Imp. Flesh Beater Imp. Just because his name is so funny and he actually wins games. In fact... Especially as a one of, we talk about um, Plague Mirror all the time. Yep. This guy's like f- a bully at the playground compared to Plague Mirror. Yes, he is. Because, in fact, will win you games that you have no business winning. Yeah, there's somebody way far ahead. They're playing dragons or something, and they just tap out to waste somebody. And you just get in there with your flesh yeah. beater imp. Die. Tap out, and they wasted somebody if they're playing dragons. That dragon yep. deck I was talking about. And then you're like, oh, sack seven dudes. Flesh beater impute to death. And, they, and you're just sitting like... Yep, dead. Yeah. Tapped out because I had to play a dragon with haste that deals six damage and he comes into play to kill their last blocker so I could beat them. And yeah. now I'm dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So definitely like that guy. Now, 
Moving on to my other favorite sections. Ooh. Milk list? Milk list? Okay. Brando's going to give him a read. I'm going to shake my head yes or no and say yes or no so you guys can also know. Okay, let me get my reading glasses out here. Hang on. Yeah, he's old. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. At the zero drop slot, we got endless one. No, but I wish that we did. (laughs) Yes, I do too. (laughs) What the hell is that doing? Zero drop slot. (laughs) Usually it's like Mana Crypt or Lotus Petal or Endless One or um, Ever Flowing Chalice. (laughs) That's super funny. Okay. It doesn't even work in this deck. No. No. It's because Rakdos. Because Rakdos. Yeah. Okay, so no. All right. At the one drop, we got Sol Ring. Yes. Racto Signet 2. Yes. Three drop slot, we got Phyrexian Arena. No. At the four drop, we got Diabolic Tutor. No. At five, we have Butt Gift Demon. No, but that would be a good one too instead of Herald of Lashrak. I just got the look. Moving on. (laughs) At six, we have Sire of Insanity. No. At seven, we have Butcher of Malakir. No, but I like him in this deck too. At eight, we have Decree of Pain. No. At nine, we have Blasphemous Act. Nope. Kozilek Butcher of Truth. Nope. Ulamog Infinite Gyre. Nope. It the Betrays. Nope. Ulamog Promised End. Nope. Ulamog Eon Storm. Nope. Draco. No. <laughs> How about Swamp? Oh, there are Swamps. There are Swamps. Not including Swamp, though. Two Milk List matches. Very good. Yeah, that's good. excellent. Yeah, two. I, uh, that might be tied for lowest ever. Didn't know it was... No, we, I guess we haven't had a zero yet, have we? I don't remember. CCO Nation, have we had a zero yet? Do you remember Milk List of Zero? I we don't. Should, we should start putting that in the show notes. I used to. Maybe it's in there. I'm not checking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because Spice Calculator and the infographic is up. Yeah, I totally saw that on Twitter this morning. Yeah, so the best thing for you to do, and I, I Twitter's not the best vehicle to present that to you on, but if you open up a Microsoft Excel or whichever Excel, whatever you use, make a cell for your popularity Average converted mana cost, critical turn, optimal game size, uniqueness rating, and then make a formula that has, or make a cell that has that formula in it, and then just link to all the other cells. And it'll calculate for you magically and automatically, like ours does. Yeah, I'm just going to super fast do that myself. I don't even understand what the hell you just said. Well, that's why we need people to help us and eventually contribute to our super sweet Patreon to make it a thing. Right. Just throwing that out there, CCO Nation. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. Popularity at the time of the show notes, 581 Grenzo lists. He is the fourth most popular Rakdos commander, uh, lagging fairly significantly behind Rakdos, Lord of Riots. But uh, she's, he's right up there with Mogus, God of Slaughter, and Olivia Valderin. Valderin. What sounds more like vampire-y? Valderin. I think so. Valderin, yeah. Mogus, really? Mogus. I don't Yeah, Mogus is a weird one. I don't even like Mogus. Look at the Scorpion Gods right up there already, too. The Scorpion Gods on the way up. Neheb the Worthy is there, too. Karavik the Merciless. I used to play that guy. Yeah, he's old school. He's from, like, uh, Time, Time Spiral. Spiral. And he's yeah. a piece of shit, that guy. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. And he costs, like, seven. Yeah, if you ever want to get your dink stomped into the dirt, play Karavik the Merciless. <laughs> yes. Boom. I'm going to put him in that dragon deck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 581 lists. Average converted mana cost. 3.38, a little bit lower than normal lists. But right in where you want to live. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Critical turn. I put that at three. Definitely. Definitely, because you can you could at least secure a turn four win. Lots of percent. I didn't run like how many percent draw you have in your opening hand, blah, blah, blah. I didn't do any of that for this deck. But, um, I mean, turn two, Grenzo on two, 
Heaven forbid you had a soul ring turn one, turn two, Grenzo on two, so he's got four power. You can get anything in the deck. Yeah, critical turn to three, man. You can you can win. You can do some damage. That's yeah. like Animar critical turn. Dang. Yeah, that's a fast deck. I like that. Optimal game size, four. These low-to-the-ground, kind of low-critical-turn, fragile combo decks, so you don't want to play them in your six-player game because no. that's going to get your mud hole. Yeah, you're going to get the big swingy swings, and you're going to get those big sweepers too, your artifact sweepers, your graveyard removal sweepers, all of that shit. All of that's going to happen in your big game. Yes, that's what get your mud hole means. Yes. <laughs> Just kind of that came out. Uniqueness rating, 39 different cards in this list than the stock EDH.com rec. EDH, man, I need a coffee. <laughs> 39 different cards than EDHrec.com has. Excellent. Well yep. said. So, punch all that into the spicy calculator, including the one tutor. 54. Bing. 54. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's That's good. solid. I like it. Yeah, I that, like it too. When when you get into the 50 range, I think that's when the decks are getting cool. Absolutely. Or, or uncommon. Yes, right? so you're going to start doing stuff that people aren't expecting to see. Oh, Grenzo, I read all about that on a message board. Yeah. Because I had to learn how to counter it with all my control spells. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. Yeah, and this one will surprise them. Oh, I wasn't expecting you to do that. Back your whole turn up so I can counter it. I wasn't expecting... What did we play that's cool? Um... Skursdeg High Priest. Flesh Beater Imp. Flesh Beater Imp, yeah. I wasn't expecting Flesh Beater Imp. I didn't, eh, whatever. Shut up. Shut up, control snob scum. Yeah. Yeah. So, 54, good. What else do we got to say about the deck? What else do we need from CCO Nation? Anything? Are we asking them to do anything, to provide us anything? Brando's final thoughts of the day? Where are we going? Quick note I want to put in. You did remember to put Cathodian in the deck. I did? Yes, he is in here. Oh. He is here. He's just... His picture, I think maybe you spelled Cathodian wrong, and the link in the actual list doesn't work. But if you click on it, it does take you to the card. Oh, Cathodian. Yeah. When he dies, you get three mana for free. Yes. There's also Mere Moon Vessel. When he dies, you get one mana for free. Does he cost one? He does. Is he a 1-1? I think so. Nice. Not in the list, though, because he doesn't give you enough mana to... What the hell are you going to do with one? Honestly. You could sack him to like an Ashnod's altar to get two plus his one, and then you could Grenzo him back. You could do that, but yeah, we don't want to do that. Though. That's uh, yeah. that. I want to get ahead when I'm sacrificing with. Uh, I want to get ahead more. Yeah, <laughs> when you, I'm you want to win more. Then. Yeah, you don't just want just want to win. You want to win more. Final thoughts of the day. What do we need to know? What do, What do we need to know? What do we need to know about this deck? It is a super sweet combo list, and while it might be close to a standard Grenzo combo list. It's a Rakdos combo deck, and nobody thinks when you sit down playing mountains and swamps together that you're going to start comboing them out on turn three. I don't think a lot of people see that coming. And we play a lot of interesting but not too swingy creatures, and that Flesh Beater Imp is just too good. If you can get one in foil, they're actually quite pretty. After talking about them before this episode, I found one, so I do have one in my house and in my life. Speaking of being in my life, I hope to be back in your life real soon on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Hello? Hey, Joel, what's up? Not much. How about you? Not a whole lot. We're just recording an episode of uh, Commander Cookout Podcast. Yeah. Oh, excellent. What's How's going that? down? 
Oh, just chilling. I'm actually at a judge conference right now. Oh, you're so <laughs> lame. Oh, we're sorry that we interrupted that. We just had something really important we wanted to tell you. Yeah, F yeah. you, Joel. 